When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast that this is. Ooh, this one. This one right here. This is one of them. It's one of them. It's like the 266th one of them. That's right. Yeah, we've made a lot of these. There's quite a few episodes. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, and this is going to be the last episode of- ever, ever, ever. We're done. We finished. We did every Star Wars book. All the Star Wars books mm-hmm. have been read, and we're done. Yeah. If you didn't hear us cover one by one of your favorite authors, like I don't know, like a Timothy Zahn or whatever, we did. You just missed it. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. It was probably in the bonus content. It's in the bonus content. You want? You got to give us some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's at that Ray Liotta tier. It's at that Ray. The Ray Liotta tier. We covered all the Timothy Zahn books. That's right. I don't know what we have to lie about the Ray Liotta tier to get someone to do it for a month. <laughs> <laughs> and the when problem it, when, is, as soon as someone does, we're like, oh shit, oh fuck, oh, oh God. shit. What do we got to do again? I forgot all the things we promised. Well, we I got to show my nipples. <laughs> That's the big one. Your nipples are coming out. I think we owe like 50 extra episodes. Yeah. But, you know, we'll figure it out. Just no one no one actually pledged there, no, okay? No one do that. No one do. We would hate that. Oh, please don't throw us in that briar patch. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. Things are going okay. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, we're uh, we're entering into a nice little break period from all of our conventionary duties. Yeah, and entering into the deadline period for a book. Yeah, yeah. Well, I forget how far away that deadline like is. Like two weeks. Yeah, it's coming quick. <laughs> um, I'm glad we uh, we'll we'll just have a wrap up for the next one, and then a free time. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't think we're done after that. We got yet more work to be done for various books and so on. So all we have is work. All That's we all have, we have in life. You know how we started this show largely to avoid working? <laughs> yeah. And then we turned our hobby into a job. Yeah, that was a good idea. <laughs> it's the best idea we've ever had. We should keep doing that. Yeah. What other hobbies do we have? Hey, I don't know. We probably turned my love of board gaming into something I hate. Yeah, we turned that, yeah. And I, I like to jack off. <laughs> <laughs> well, have I got a site for you? Hell yeah. Let's do this. I specifically like to do it alone on a weird chair in the dead center of an otherwise empty room with a bunch of cameras pointed at me. Like, I usually don't have them turned on, but I don't know if there's a way I could potentially monetize that. Who could say? Yeah. That's such a weird thing that no one does. Yeah, no one has ever done that, so I'm pretty sure I would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That said, I have no technique at all. Yeah. It's just... it's Just just, just real dog shit jerking. Just just the worst. People see me and they're like, ew, what are yeah, you doing? Fuck is, no one does that. Oh. <laughs> How are you not hurting yourself? <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> That's part of That's it. The- <laughs> I know it's bad. You don't need to tell me. 
<laughs> I like that it's bad. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. The hobby is about self-improvement. I've just really taken my time. You know, I get a little bit better one stroke at a time. At least I like to think so. But in truth, I do not. It's, I, I just keep getting I'm real worse. bad. I'm getting... <laughs> Practice makes worse. That's right. Ow. That's what they say. <laughs> Uh, so, when last we left our heroes? Yes, indeed! When last we left our heroes, Anakin had been captured from the top of the Magister's Terrace by Mm -hmm. Wraith, Sinar, and Tarkin, and some troopers that they had, and they scooped up the, uh, the ship that he had, and him, they left Jabatha behind, and, uh, you know... Didn't seem to give a shit that Key Dave had his mind blown up. No, they didn't care at all. They didn't even stop to look at him. There were some soldiers out surrounding him, but they were like, should we bring this guy along? And Tarkin was like, nay. (laughs) Fucketh that man. (laughs) Hearken unto me now. (laughs) Verily I say, fucketh that dude. (laughs) Bitches swerve. (laughs) Uh, And... Obi-Wan fucking blew up some shit and also was there to see Key Dave get blown up by a ship. Yeah, he saw that happen, and uh, I think he got jumped back on board the Star Sea Flower with one Mr. Charzai Quinn. That's right. And right at the end of the chapters, Anakin had been thrown into this the, the back decks of one of those mine layer ships they've been using to seed sky mines all over the planet. Along with with uh, his ship, his his brand new Sakatan warship, yeah, uh, which I guess is not big and it's not huge because these mine layer things scooped it right up, and uh, they let they threw him in a in a room with it and locked him up in there. Oh yeah, I mean there are some guards and whatnot there, but he also essentially on the way out got to have another little conversation with the planet because he's been having talks with uh, Seacote. Yep, and. The planet's just like, hey, dude, so sorry if I murder you, but I'm going to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, things are about to happen that are big and scary, and that might involve killing all the ships in orbit around here. I don't know for sure. So, hey, hopefully you get out, but if you don't, you don't. And sorry. Anakin's like, yeah, I get it. And then he, like, his chapter ended with him, like, kneeling down and getting ready to die just in case, because he couldn't think of any other thing to yeah. do. He's just like, well, I guess I'll make peace with mortality then. Yeah. And meanwhile, Sinar and, and Tarkin were sitting in a room, and Tarkin was having a weird fantasy about having to be a barber of the Republic. And Sinar, who was very defeated, was just like, and I suppose I shall be the person who sweeps up hair clippings. And that was where they ended. Just, yeah. just uh, you know, smugging and moping. Yep. And that's where we ended. Oh, no, that's not. Because right at the end, Charles Quinn was like, oh, uh, let me go get my new toy ready. And Anakin was like, your new toy, or Obi-Wan, your new toy, what's that? And he goes, oh, just something. Oh, for- it's a big dildo. It's something I use for pirating. It's from I- Bad Dragon. It's a big Bad Dragon. Yeah, it's the it's the one that looks like it's from like a dragon horse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it has like a screw built into it. And I, I mounted it on an actual like Ryobi power drill. And now I'm going to fuck start their transport. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'm sitting over here like, Hmm, that sounds very stupid, but my plans are still worse. I am so bad at this. And he's like, I know, I'm not even close to the same species as you, and I can tell you're terrible at jacking it. And I'm like, thanks, man. Thanks, Quinn. Thanks, Charza. Thanks, Charza, A. Quinn. Uh, But he has some sort of boarding tool he's going to use, because he's worried that in the future, the Republic may not be so favorable to to his kind, and he may have to take up another career. Yeah. In his case, he's like, what if the Jedi stop hiring me to ferry your asses around? (laughs) 
But otherwise, it's just foreshadowing that the Empire's about to be take over and be super racist. Yeah. So, these chapters start back on Anakin, hanging out and... Drinking. <laughs> hanging and banging. In the back of an El Camino. <laughs> he is hanging out, and Tarkin is, like, very uncomfortably trying to be like, Hello, my good friend. Anakin Skywalker. Hello, fellow kid. Yeah, because they've come down to visit. They're going to interrogate him. And it's wild because you can tell Tarkin's like, God damn it, I need this kid alive because he's keeping this ship alive. Mm -hmm. And I need stuff from him, but I hate that I have to treat him at all civilly. And he's just like, yes, hello. What a wonderful ship you have. I'm sure we will be the best of friends. And Anakin's like, fuck you, old man. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Anakin answers the first couple questions politely and honestly because he can't think of anything else to do. Meanwhile, Sinar has basically taken the measure of Anakin in a second and has been like, I'm going to get nothing out of that kid. I'm just going to go look at the ship. Yeah, he's just fucking crawling around on the top of the ship like, ooh, look at this thing. This thing's neat. I hate the color scheme. I think everyone would. (laughs) Looks like dumb as hell, but, you know, it's cool. uh, Is it still 1974 on the Zonama Sakot? Because these colors, oh my god. This looks like my great uncle's towels. This is this is like a kitchen you find in an abandoned house. <laughs> Let me guess, the interior still smells like Pall Malls. Mmm, yeah. delicious. You can just tell this thing smells like a 70s hotel room <laughs> on the inside. But uh, yeah, Tarkin's meanwhile, hello, fellow kids. I do not wish to strike you at all. Yeah, and he's just like, boy, it sure is going to be great when we take you back to the temple. Well... You should show me all the secrets that are here. Yeah. <laughs> and Anakin's, Anakin's like, how about you go fuck yourself? Yeah. His first question was like, so what was it like flying it? And Anakin, in that case, answers honestly, because it must have been kind of neat. So he's like, yeah, it was neat, but I didn't really get a chance because, you know, you're trying to kill me and everyone on the planet I was on. And, and uh, Tarkin says, yes, regrettably, we asked them to do something and they didn't comply. And that's how war goes. Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's not a thing, my man. Uh, they were peaceful and you just bombed the shit out of them and he's like ah, how about you shut the fuck up i'm gonna hit you nope okay nope not gonna hit you um <laughs> can't can't hit the jedi kid yeah uh, plus he's already taking the measure of this kid and being like wow this guy's this anakin character is much more willful than i had anticipated oh yeah he's just like he's answering honestly at first but as soon as he says hey how about you take me on a tour of your ship anakin just goes you can just do whatever you want i won't help you oh yeah the second he starts being like, hey, what about whatever? Anakin just straight up is like, puts his head down and just doesn't say anything. Yeah. And when and he finally talks, he literally just goes, do what you want to do. I will not be part of it. Yeah. So if you can get into the ship without me, be my guest. And I love that while this is happening, Tarkin, in addition to being like, God damn it, I hate this fucking asshole, is also like, no, I, I did see the body of Key Dave. I understand that this dude could probably kill me with his brain. And the second he gets to a point where he's like, oh, I fucking hate this kid. He thinks back on that. And he's like, wait a minute. And just starts looking around to make sure he has bodyguards. Like, oh, if I piss this kid off enough, he's probably going to make my head explode. Yeah. He's going to straight scanners me. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, Sinar continuing to just crawl around on the ship and be like, hey, look at this thing. It's got a dongle. (laughs) Hey, I found dongles. What do these do? Uh, they they dongle. They dong well. <laughs> they will dong verily on high. They dong well, unlike Jeff, I understand. 
the baddest dongs. <laughs> um, eventually, he's like, hey, Anakin, we're going to leave this room and go up to the rest of the ship. Why don't you come with me? And takes the boy by the shoulder, which was a bad idea, because Anakin is des- in the exact same position of, like, unstoppable desperation he was in when Key Dave was threatening him. So the moment he uh, Tarkin tries to put his hand around Anakin's shoulder, his hand gets burned. Oh, yeah. He, like, flinches back and waves his hand around as if he has just touched a hot pan. He's yeah. like, oh, oh, that's right. This is a fucking Jedi. I keep forgetting that yeah. these guys are fucking wizards. Because he looks like a little 12-year-old, and he, he's used to even interacting with other Jedi, but this one, this one's special. And also... Most Jedi be like, oh, they can keep it under control. This is also a kid, which means he might not be able to. And again, he's like, I did see Key Dave. I do know this kid is capable of some shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Anakin's head, he's like, fuck, I just did it again. I got to get this under control. I cannot go ballistic in this room and kill everybody in here. Yeah, I need Don't to bury that shit. The trial isn't over yet, and I can still get like a bee. I'm allowed to kill one blood carver. Yeah, yeah they might forgive me for murdering a dude who was trying to murder me yeah that's self-defense at least yeah but if i just blow up a room full of guys that's real bad yeah so don't okay hold hold still yeah and then right after that he's like god damn it all right fine let me look around and see if there's some guards but then as soon as that happens a like drill starts going up from the bottom of the ship and a fucking like shockwave happens because Charzaquin has uh, put his ship underneath the other ship and is just like Bugs Bunny with a saw carving a hole in the bottom. Yeah, he's just drilling in through the bottom with a big drill from the front of the airship in Final Fantasy IV. And uh, the moment, you know, they start firing sparks and melty metal and shit all over inside the room. And <laughs> this is great, though, because Tarkin just... He sees this happen and doesn't even stop to posture or do anything. He just runs away. Oh, the instant it happens. nopes the fuck out. Yeah. As soon as pressure changes, he's like, and that's all my time. Thank you all. Mm-hmm. Coming up next to the stage, uh, I forget his name, but I'm sure he's great. <laughs> and, you know, same thing for uh, Sinar. Sinar's like, yeah, I, I have no business being in here yeah, while this is happening. It takes him like an extra second, but that's literally only because he was up on top of the ship. So once he jumps down, he runs out and doesn't even bother to check to see if Anakin's going to be okay. He's like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm out. It's yeah. fine. I don't give a shit. Uh, amusingly, this is also a uh, scene for Sinar for the most part. Like, I think they have one more ep- uh, one more chapter here that's less than a page long where the two of them seethe about the shit that just happened. Yeah. And that's it. We're done. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the end of the book. I know. It's just funny to me how little resolution this book actually has. Yes. Given all the buildup. Yeah. So much so that they had to add a fucking coda to it, which doesn't feel like it was written by the same guy. <laughs> They're like, oh, and by the way, uh, at the end of the book, everything went to normal. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. the uh, Some of the guards at least stay behind they put on some pressure equalization masks and they get their guns out but of course up from the bottom of this hole that gets drilled up in here 30 stories high it's obi-wan kenobi and he's fucking everyone yeah (laughs) just green lightsaber and a cloud of smoke shows up and they open fire and he's just like no i am a jedi None yeah, of these will hit. What, a four storm tr- uh, Republic troopers or whatever? Who gives a flying shit? None of you have, like, 
automatic guns. You're all single shot firing, and this is easy as hell. Yeah. And Anakin, for his part, is like, fuck yes! Yeah, to a limited degree. He's super excited. He's also a little bit ashamed of himself, because he's like, he's like, oh, Obi-Wan, great. And then he goes, ah, fuck, I thought I was going to die here. I completely forgot to take into account that like a Jedi pull off impossible shit constantly. Yeah, he's like, I fully did not believe that my master would show up and save me. I was 100% on the I'm gonna die train. Yeah. I do feel a little bad about, you know, not believing in Obi-Wan a little more. Yeah. But uh, Obi-Wan just stands there in the smoke, shooting lasers back at the stormtroopers until they're all dead. And then uh, he's like, all right, well, uh, hi, Anakin. Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Hey, we got to get the fuck we, out. We got to go because because uh, what's his Charza there? He said a bomb that's going to blow up. Well, I mean, he didn't even say that. He's just like, Anakin, we need to go. And Anakin's like, we can't. We have no fuel. All right, three minutes. And I say three minutes because a bomb is going to blow up in three minutes and five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> So they grab a fuel, because luckily they're in a hangar, so they grab a fuel line and start filling up the ship. Yeah. Uh, that is, from outside, Tarkin is just like, God damn it. They're so close. We're two minutes from the other ship I needed to get to. What the fuck? So close to just docking with the, the main ship and being done with this. Son of a bitch. Yeah, so he's like, all right, so I'm going to call the Inum, which is the ship I'm trying to dock on. Uh, you don't let any ships leave this ship, no matter what. Catch them in tractor beams, blow them up, whatever you have to do. You kill them. And they are also, him and Sinar, in an escape pod. Yes. And he's, like, slamming his fist against the side, being like, damn it, we were so close! And Sinar's like, hey, careful, man. This was made for the lowest bidder, yeah, right. and that was me. Yeah. I did not make this for strength. I made it for how light it was. Yeah. And he's like, hey, quit ba- quit banging this. Because he's, like, gloating now. Now that Tarkin's whole stupid plan has failed on him. Yeah, he's like, he's now, like now that everything's blown up in your face, ha ha. Hey, uh, would, you, would you mind quit hitting your fail ship that you're in, your uh, your little ship for fail boys? Uh, because it's designed for failures, uh, and it could easily fall apart if you if you have too big of a fail tantrum. I mean, the thing is, he designed them. Oh, no, no, he know what he's saying is correct. Yeah. But he's still, like, rubbing it in. He's like, hey, oh, oh no, your plan didn't work? I wonder what went wrong. Oh, it's probably because uh, you're dumb. And also, the reason this sucks is because you gave it to the lowest bidder. You people are not in the, you know, habit of getting the best. Right. There are a few other things to mention from the opening chapter. First of all, a little play for Anakin where he notices that Sinar is much more intelligent than, uh, than Tarkin. Oh, yeah. There's a point where he just goes, all right, that guy's smart. That guy's an asshole. That guy's a mean, racist asshole. I can tell right away. And it doesn't help that there's a point where uh, he's talking to Tarkin about aliens. I forget which well, one. Because he's like, oh, you know, you sent Key Dave and he died. Right. Carver, and yeah. Tarkin's just like, yeah, it's an unfortunate side effect of him not understanding what I meant. That's a thing that aliens do. Isn't it so much better to talk to humans instead? Yeah, he gives, drops a little of his uh, practicing at being a big old human racist. And uh, Anakin just goes, I'm not responding to that shit. Ugh. Get the fuck out of here. Beat it, Stormfront. <laughs> yeah, I love that, you know, Tarkin trying to be like, isn't it so much better being around humans? Anakin's like, I'm not dignifying that with a response. I'm good. Yeah, which is, you know, it's nice that Anakin is not space racist at the moment, but he does end up becoming one of the biggest muscles for the fucking empire eventually oh yeah I, I gotta wonder if he ever had any kind of particular sentiment regarding aliens after that or if he was just literally doing whatever uh palpatine said without worrying about it i mean i assume by the time he becomes vader he's like 
I don't care. I don't like aliens because I don't like anything that is alive. Mm-hmm. I am hate fucking the galaxy. Hate to live, don't live to hate. That's my motto, <laughs> except I also do both. I do everything. <laughs> it is all I am programmed to do, I hate. Yeah, it's just, I doubt he gives a shit because he's like, oh, what are you going to do? We're going to kill a bunch of aliens. All right, sure. We're probably going to kill a bunch of humans, too, Mm -hmm. because that's all we do is kill people. So whatever. I don't care. Another day, another fucking murdering with red lightsabers. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So uh, so anyway, yeah, that's just some stuff that happened in that chapter that I wanted to mention. Yeah, they uh, eventually Charles is like, all right, I'm going to get the fuck out of here and just leaves the bomb to blow up this ship and is like, all right, well, bye. (laughs) I'm out. Yep, okay, I'm sure they'll be fine. Uh, time for me. And now it's time for Charza Quinn to make his exit from this book, stage left even. Yeah. And then that's the end of that. With, well, uh, is it? No, he ends up following them I to mean, the surface of the planet when they do their runaway sequence. Yeah. Uh, but he, he never has another line. We just see his ship from the outside. No. Uh, he does at least verify that an escape pod leaves, so we know, you know, Sinar and uh, Tarkin yeah. got out. It immediately gets tractored into the item. Yeah, it's so just like, ah. pop and whoop. Yep. <laughs> So they don't even have to steer it. They just pop out and get yanked. But uh, then the because the whatever drilling he did managed to get the evacu- evacuate or kill everybody on the uh, the mining tug that they were on in the first place, it just floats dr- lazily into the shields of the item and blows itself up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's he managed to drill a big thing and put a bomb in there. And it's just like, nah, this this is done. Yeah. So so uh, basically... He blows it up, it kills everybody on board, and then the Hulk drifts forward and bonks into the shields of the item, where it rocks the item a little bit, but mostly just completely vaporizes the remnants of the of the mining tug. And as it does so, out comes the Sakatan warship, along with Anakin and Obi-Wan now riding it, and they're okay. Yeah. But they're taking a lot of fire from the item, and it's getting through because the ship doesn't have shields installed yet, so it's poking it in the uh, in the body and it keeps healing from them but complaining that it hurts to Anakin. Oh yeah, I mean the explosion that happens, they don't get out before this ship blows up. Basically yes. the explosion happens and the shockwave of that is enough to push them out. And the ship, like you said, is just anything that happens like ow fuck fuck ow ow well, ow though. I'm a baby. Please remember I'm a baby. <laughs> All of this sucks. I can heal from it, but I'm baby Wolverine and everything keeps like blasting holes in me and then I heal it up, but it sucks. <laughs> Which is of course the story of baby Wolverine. The when story he, when, of baby Wolverine. When he was a wee babby, his parents crammed him into a dryer full of thumbtacks. <laughs> That's the story. Uh-huh. No, don't come at me about how he was born in the 1650s or whatever. There were dryers at the time. I mean, yeah. it was what I think Late eighteen hundreds ish. Yeah, was it? I thought he was. I thought he was earlier than that. But sure, yeah. James Howlett does feel correct for the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, but he was also in the Marvel sixteen hundred universe. So, yeah, well. So think about that. <laughs> just have a just have a thought about that. Actually, I'm not even sure he was. I I don't remember any of the X Men being in that one. I'm sure there were. I, I'm. Yeah, I don't remember any of them now either. Shit. Hey. Because the only, the only 1600 I've ever read was the uh, the crossover they did during Secret Wars or whatever. I read the original series, and it was like, oh, we put, like, Daredevil and Doctor Doom and Spider-Man and shit in this, yeah, but you the, didn't really do a lot of X-Men the, stuff. The Secret Wars crossover focused on Angela, of all characters. It's like the only Angela thing I've ever read as well. Wild. Yeah. Anyway. As far as I know, she's a 1600s lady. That's what I know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they get out, and as soon as they fly out, they're like, all right, let's try and escape. Pointing away from the planet 
it is a giant net of those starfighters. Yes. It is just a ton of starfighters and mine layers. And they're like, all right, that direction's a no-go. How about we go back to the planet? Yes. So they're flying around on the planet. This isn't safe either because those mines are still coming. So they're like, we have to get really low. And Anakin says, oh, let's go to that big fucking ca- uh, canyon that was the manufacturing wing of this planet. Because it's really low. It's carved into the ground. And my understanding is that uh, Sakat has told me that they pulled back the shield arms. Yeah, all the, like, trees and the tampasi and whatever thing that were covering it are now away. So we can't actually dive into the canyon. Yes. It is a very small canyon if you're looking at it from, you know, a ship. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't think it's all that small even by that. by, By Star Wars standards, you can fly through anything that's at least... Six inches on either side of your spaceship, if you are not in a TIE fighter. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like this is sort of a proto-trench run thing. Where it's like, yeah. Yeah, it is a very small, long canyon that you are flying along. Yeah. And then occasionally there are little things you need to fly above or the, below them. There's like, there's like uh, rock pillars. Lobsters. There's rock lobsters everywhere. There's these huge pillars of rock going up, you know, like Bono and, and Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah, the the pillars of rock. The pillars of rock available now on in this great fourteen track CD from Time Life cassettes. This isn't your grandma station. <laughs> Go on, tell them what's on punk. <laughs> anyway, they fly down there, and you know Obi Wan tries to help out. Like he puts his hands on the controls, and it is one of those things where like Anakin is elbow deep in this ship yeah and even when Obi-Wan around in there oh yeah he's just like oh I'll I'll try and help and he puts his fingers on the dash and it just sort of like goops him down to the wrists and that is when he's like oh I'm fully fucking connected to the ship and to Anakin and oddly the planet now and Obi-Wan has not had the journey that Anakin has had where he has spoken to Vergeer and Sikot and all of this nonsense. So when Anakin's like, yeah, so the planet told me that we should probably go over here. He's like, I'm having a real hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that the planet is telling you anything. Yeah, it's wild to me that, that, that we have a moment where Obi-Wan, although I should have understood it because because uh, Phantom Menace era Obi-Wan is like a petulant, disbelieving little little snot, you know? And this is only like two years after that. Yeah. So the idea for him to be like, you're telling me the whole planet's intelligent? That doesn't sound correct. <laughs> that can't be Normally, right. Star Wars people are like, yeah, that sounds right. Whatever. Who gives a shit, right? I mean, fucking, I've read three three other intelligent planets already. <laughs> yeah, but he's just like, that's very weird to me that the planet is doing that. But he does accept it when Anakin's like, yeah, no, the planet tells me this is what we got to do. He's like, all right, I guess. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say no because I am currently psychically connected to a spaceship and you by getting <laughs> wrist deep in this goop ship. Yeah. So yeah. And eventually Anakin's like, Hey, maybe you should just let me fly. And Obi-Wan's like, yep, you got it. You're the pilot. I'm not, I'm staying out of this. Is there a job I can do? And so Anakin gives him a job. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm going to fly and try and do stuff. Can you focus on like, see code is giving us information for like, Oh, here's images of, farther in the canyon so we can see what's coming up. Here's what's going on. He's like, you just essentially focus on being extra pair of eyes. Yeah, parse that shit. Yeah, just tell me what I need to do. Yeah, so that's that's fantastic. Um, 
So, so that they end up flying around through the canyon, but this doesn't turn out to be safe either. And as they rise up out of it to try and make some kind of desperate escape, because Anakin has finally picked up, oh shit, this planet is leaving. We well, got. I mean, they don't get that yet. Okay. Because first we get three giant beams of light shoot out into yes. the sky. Yeah. And they're like, that is fucked. <laughs> yeah. And then they start seeing these pillars rise up out of the surface of the planet. They're like. 300 miles high yeah they're just like i don't what the shit is going on and at first the beams are like oh this sort of seems like it is like sunlight or something but the beams that are going up absolutely blast everything near them Mm -hmm. and eventually while they're flying one of these pillars obi-wan finally goes wait a minute that's a that is a giant hyperdrive yeah like a Hundreds of miles high hyperdrive is coming out of this planet. Are they just, are they going to fly somewhere? And Anakin's like, yeah, I guess they're getting the fuck out. Yeah, and uh, Sakot tells me we have like three minutes before they go. So if we don't want to go with them, we have to get to a solar orbit in the, in that time. Yeah, so we got to leave and Sakot helps them out. One of those beams that is part of the engine just does a huge blast mm-hmm. and sputters out like stops working but the thing is it they say it stops working i was thinking oh it did that just so they'd have the oh, corridor to leave exactly because by by pulsing extra strong it blasts every ship in that area like the fucking sdf1 fired through there and then they're just like Great, oh, yeah. we, we, there's they, like a hole in the fucking yeah. atmosphere and everything he made they made, he made a hole let's go fill it up so uh so they're they're gonna leave through that and charles is gonna follow them charles has been right behind them this whole time he is a dazzlingly good pilot yeah i mean once they actually get through that uh, hole that was created by the planet and get out, Charza cannot keep up because he's like, I'm an amazing pilot, but I also am not in the fastest ship that's ever lived. Yes. So he breaks off and is like, you know what? I'm just going to keep these starfighters busy. My whole job is... He's like, I'm just going to veer off and be a dancing bear for them to chase after. Yeah, he ends up getting into a one-on-one battle with a picket ship of some kind. Um, meanwhile, there are 30 billion starfighters in the sky because the uh, Sukkot keeps sending up just wave after wave of unmanned, uh, what I have to assume are those bug things that we parasects or whatever we met way earlier in this. Yeah. Uh, but now they're, they're fighter ships. And, he, and they, none of them have weapons. So they're all just flying up, grabbing these ships and tractor beams, these droid fighters, and dragging them down to the surface where they get overrun by stuff. Or occasionally just flying directly into the mines to blow them up because none of them are piloted. Seacoat is just piloting all of these ships. What's wild is that means it's an entire battle between no pilots at all. Yeah. Because it's it's droid ships versus... (laughs) It's fine, everybody. Nobody died. Yeah, it's uh, droid ships versus drone uh, living bug monsters. So it's a wild battle taking place, but basically Anakin and Obi-Wan do in fact manage to make it out to a solar orbit. They look back down at the planet and Jesus Christ, the whole, it sure enough is a hyperdrive. Yeah. The entire planet like shudders, a shockwave goes out and then it disappears into hyperspace leaving behind a planet-sized void. Which is weird because it was already in a void. Well... (laughs) And so that I, when I read that, I was like, oh, so we're going to do that thing where everything gets displaced by it leaving. And I'm like, but no, it's in fucking space. There's nothing to rush in to fill it. It's, it's in a vacuum already. Well, there was literally nothing there. Yeah. And then it was like instantly gone. Yeah. So the planet left 
nothing inside of because a vacuum isn't fully nothing. There is particles out there. Well, yeah, but there's also no air pressure to force particles to fill that that void. So, well, it, which means it wouldn't really do anything. The that, thing is, the way it's described here, it, it isn't even like oh, and then it pulls them all into the void that was yeah, left. It just ripples. It out. just pulses. Yeah. So I assume it was just oh, the energy of an entire planet going to hyperspace just sent a shock wave. Yeah, it blows up a crapload of ships. Yeah, and then they have to escape the shock wave. They have to ride away from it before it kills them. Yeah. The shockwave itself, you can see tons of all the ships just go crashing into each other. Mines go flying out into a bunch of stuff. Uh, Tarkin's ship that he is on, that sort of the item, the main ship that he was in, still gets hit by a bunch of other crap and barely limps away. Yes, yeah. Meanwhile, five minutes earlier, my favorite way to say meanwhile, uh, uh, Tarkin, we do have a whole chapter for Tarkin here that's one of those like end of the Bible half a page chapters. There's two of them in a row. I think it was like chapters 63 and 64 are both like one paragraph. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, but one of them is Tarkin just angrily yelling about how he's totally going to get the ship and says like, you know, you know what? It was the one where we, we didn't mention the other half of it. When, when, uh, Sinar's ribbing him for bonking his, his escape pod, one of the orders he gave was destroy the whole fucking planet. Yeah. Just, just destroy all of the ships and everything down there. Fuck everything. Fuck this. Fuck, fuck losing. Fuck. Just kill everybody down there. Yeah. So he's not happy. He watches the whole ship, the whole planet disappear, and now he's got nothing yeah. to show for this. I mean, we never go back to Tarkin to no, get his perspective on it. But yeah, that's the end of Tarkin. But yeah, Anakin has to, meanwhile, push the ship to go into uh, hyperdrive because he's like, we have to get away from this shockwave. So manages to get it in there. And uh, Obi-Wan, at least, is like, oh, well, for my part, I can at least give you the, like, space coordinates for Coruscant so we have a place to go to. Yes, yeah, and he also wants to send a message. Yeah, he's like, also send a message. Well, that's later, because eventually when he wakes up, because he does pass out, uh, wakes up, they're still in hyperspace. Anakin is asleep, Mm -hmm. like still elbow deep in the ship, but just his eyes are twitching in REM. Mm -hmm. But at that point, he kind of like connects with the ship again and realizes, oh, the ship is fucked. It took a shitload of damage and is dying and is not going to be able to make it to Coruscant. It's going to try and take us as far as it can because mm-hmm. it wants to help. But he's like, oh, okay. I know of a secret Jedi planet that called Selene. Is, that is closer than Coruscant that we could go to and maybe we can do something there. And he's like, all right, send a message to Coruscant. Tell Mace Windu, tell Thracia, Thracia Tell whoever Mm -hmm. to meet us there because we have a wild fucking story. So we should do that. And also I need a a master Jedi counselor to come out here and talk to the boy because he just went through one of the uh, ill-defined trials that we're always doing. And that's part of it. And, you know, he killed a guy. So I would like, you know, a counselor to maybe go over that with him. I'm sure that's in his mind, but he doesn't even mention it when he's like, yeah, just uh, 
We, it's part of the trial. We need a counselor to come out here immediately. He's He's been through some serious shit. Well, I mean, the way he said it, it sounded like I need someone to come out here and take this kid from me because yeah. I cannot be his master is what it sounded well, I th- like. I think what he was saying is I can't be the counselor, that it's got to be a multi-person process. Well, also, it needs to be someone that wasn't involved in it yeah, as well. Yeah, and I think that's part of it. I think... I think these trial things, you can't just be like, all right, kid, go have a trial. And when you come back, you're going to talk to me about it because there's like checks and balances within the Jedi Order, at least a little bit, like I would hope. Yeah. And so he's like, go get another counselor. It can't be me that has the the post-trial debriefing. It's got to be an impartial. Yeah, I can't take my own Padawan and then come back and go, yeah, he was great and everything's fine. (laughs) I'm a cool master. That's why he, it's probably why he asked for Mace or Thracia, because those two are the nicest ones to to younglings. Yes. Outside of Yoda, who I assume doesn't have to do those things. He was (laughs) like, send Yoda. And Yoda would be like, Nah. No. <laughs> Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh, and Anakin wakes up at that point and, you know, Obi-Wan's like, hey, you were you were asleep. And he's like, uh, kind of. I was basically, I think the ship was dreaming and I was also dreaming and we were having a fun time and flying around and we were we were getting into cool, fun trouble in space. And you were there and you were laughing about it. You were having a great time too, just off screen. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, so uh, so I think I have a name for the ship now. Yes, we're going to call the ship. We're going to give it a brand new name because I, I, that's something I want to do. It deserves a name. Yeah, it deserves a name. I'm going to call it Jabatha. That can't be right. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, yes, that's a, that's a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You sure don't want to go with Stabatha instead? It's got a more of an edge to it. Oh, back Stabatha. <laughs> I have to retire that joke. <laughs> if you don't know what the hell that is, that's from, we've been doing a quiz show all year at our conventions that we go to, and it's all been multiple choice so that it's fair to people because being asked fucking hard questions about deep history of RPGs, very difficult. Um, so one of the multiple choices was the name of the thief from uh, Dark Dungeons and the player of the thief. The Chick Track, The by Chick the way. Track Dark Dungeons, where the actual answer is, uh, what, Blackleaf and Marcy? Yes. Uh, but the je- the joke answers were things like, you know, Shindrana Lane and Elizabeth Elizawendeth and uh, Doug the Rogue and Doug. Yeah. And then finally, Backstabatha and Jane. And I just really liked Backstabatha. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, it, it, now I got to retire because we're doing a different show next year. <laughs> but yes, he is like, great. It's got a name. Everything's wonderful. I'm super happy about that. Uh, hey, do you do you think? the like actual Jabatha is still alive. And at that point, Obi-Wan's like, I honestly have no idea if they, anyone managed to survive a planet going to hyperspace. Yeah. There's a lot of questions that we have not even begun to think about because it's a star Wars book and we don't want to like, how does the science of a ship being in hyperspace work? Does, is hyperspace going to scrape the atmosphere off that planet? That seems like a real possibility. Yeah. Uh, they're, how far, how long are they going to be in hyperspace before they drop to unlivable t- surface temperatures because they are not exposed to a sun? Yeah, there's a lot of questions that, you know, do not get asked here. They're just like, hey, do you think they're alive? And Obi-Wan be like, I hope so. I don't know, man. <laughs> Shit's fucked. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> my man i wish i knew dude that's a perfect conversation to have when i'm like this much higher like, like, like <laughs> dude you gotta give the gummies time to work 
Yeah, half. Ask me again in half hour to forty five minutes because I've been eating chunks of the uh, the goop on the console over there, and I got to assume it's going to fuck me up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, he's also Anakin finally tears off the big band aid because it's a really somber tone. Yeah, and he's like, "Is is Jabatha dying?" And Anakin's like, "Yeah, yeah, the ship is going to die." He's the, like, "Yeah, the, the, the ship is on the way out." Yeah, it, it can't. It's going to take us someplace safe, and doing that is going to kill it. And there's no other way around this. Yeah, and. He, you know, Obi-Wan is sad about this because he's like, Jesus Christ, everything this kid ends up loving gets taken away from him. Yeah. What is this dude's life? And I mean, we could go get his mom back from from Tatooine literally any time. They gave me 10 billion galactic credits (laughs) to do this mission. We could have just gone to Tatooine and bought Shmi for 10 of them. Yeah. Not even 10 billion of them. Just 10 of them. Ten whole credits gonna, gets you a shmi. Watto, let me get that shmi. Here's ten credits. I'll throw five more in, and you can get me a cool droid. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll chance cube for double, and if you lose, you still get all the money. I don't even care. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to give the kid back something he loves that has been taken away from him, it's well within your capacity. Nope. I'd need, instead, to find out what Vergeer said. And Anakin's like, oh... Oh, yeah, I'll just have the ship tell tell you. And the ship just projects Vergeer into Obi-Wan's mind and is like, hey, the whole far outsider thing. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, they, they're they still not saying the words. I'm kind of guessing that maybe they, because there's a whole interview with the back with, with, here that asks like Greg Bear what his ideas for this book were. I don't know if your copy also has the interview with Greg Bear. No. Um, But but there's, yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole interview with Greg Bear in the back of mine. Where it says, uh, how did how did Rogue Planet come about? How much of the idea behind the book is yours? It says he says I developed it, um, and I pitched it to the folks at Lucasfilm. A few minor changes. The idea proceeded to book form as originally conceived. Technical correction and some character detail and limitations were opposed, but I think they were comparatively minor, which suggests that either it's a random coincidence that this book perfectly lines up with the story of the Eugene Vaughn to come down the pipe later, or we already knew about the Eugene Vaughn and he was like, oh, here's my pitch. We'll just not name them and put them into an early... I, I gotta look up the timeline, Or someone went, oh, I read that book and I like the idea of the Far Outsiders. I'm gonna make them the Eugene Vaughn. Yeah. Or he's lying and he was like, I have an idea for a book and they're like, uh, make the bad guys nebulous and don't name them and call them the Outsiders. And he was like, okay, I can do that. I mean, even then, if he's like, there were minor changes, the Far out- Outsiders in this book are like five sentences. Yeah, they do not matter them. to the plot. And I only know about the, their connection. I mean, the Eugene Vaughn connection is fairly obvious based on the fact that they're the far outsiders. They use biological weapons exclusively. Yeah. They're they don't more, exist in the force. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff that tells you everything you need to know if you know about the Eugene Vaughn at all. Um, but it could very well be that he didn't at this time. Yeah. So we don't know. But anyway, yeah, he, he gets to see Vergeer, give the whole speech again. And then eventually they settle in on the pla- the planetoid Selene which is like a really remote, tiny little ice crystal of a thing um, where that only Jedi ever bother going to. They just use it as a recovery outpost. And even Obi-Wan only knows about it because Qui-Gon took him there once after they were in an insane, difficult situation. Oh, yeah. He's like, no one knows that there is anything there. It is a very secret Jedi base and nothing else on there. Yeah. So we cut to them on the planet and Anakin just sort of sitting in a hangar there and just having a moment where he's like, this is the worst possible thing that my ship is going to die on a cold, shitty planetoid. And he tries to project the image of like 
the jungles and the planets of Zonama in there and be like, I want to try and like make it so that this thing's final moments of being alive aren't an ice storm. Yeah, in isolation and cold and alone and all that. So he's just doing what he can to be. Anakin's a psychopomp in this book. He's he's with every character that dies. He's just sitting there watching them go. Yeah, and <laughs> it. It is definitely a thing where you're like, oh, I see why this guy gets fucked up. Yes, yeah. yeah there's plenty. It's a good bit of writing for the purposes of helping to fuck up Anakin over, over time, especially given that the movies skip around so much that you feel like you're missing a ton of his fall. Yeah. You're like, why are you like this? And at least in this book, you're like, oh, shit happens to this kid a lot. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so... Basically, right after the ship dies, he's moping around. Obviously, I don't even want to say it. that. Feels like a mean thing to say to a kid whose pet is like favorite pet slash best friend slash first child just died. Yeah. Um. But in comes Obi Wan and Thracia Cholim, the old lady from the very beginning of this book that was the Jedi Master of Vergier. Yeah, and the one that sent them on this mission. She sent them on the mission, and she's the nicest one of the of the uh, the elderly masters, except for Mace Windu, apparently to the to the younglings. Yeah. Uh, so she pops in and she's like, hey, I think you know why I'm here. And Anakin's basically like, yeah, oh, obviously it's because of the trial stuff. I got to do the trial. Okay. So I got to talk to you about that. Fine. So she pulls up a seat on a bench and pulls him over to sit down. And she's like, basically say, like, hey, you need to be super honest with me about what's about to happen. I'm going to be able to read your mind the whole time. You've seen some serious shit. Yeah, you, you, you need to open yourself, by the way, so that I can read you. Yeah, and I can tell you've grown up quite a bit just yeah. in the past three weeks or whatever it was. You've, you've, you're a different, different person already. Yeah. But also this is still part of the trial. So don't fucking try and hold anything back or do anything. We are still judging you. Yeah. And then pretty much we go right to dun, 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 Cause it's over. Yeah. Except we get the coda and there's a coda. The, the most, the most fucking ham fisted bullshit you've ever seen. It's just like, Hey, you know all the shit we forgot to say anything about? Uh, here you go. So, no more Sakotan ships were made, and in a few years, all of them are dead or destroyed. Yeah. Which seems wild, given that they don't also say, like, oh, and that was a, a thing they tried to do. I'm like, oh, did the planet just die then? Because we do get a little thing where they're like, oh, there was uh, news of reports of, like, a planet that would appear sometimes, and mm -hmm. everyone says it's controlled by, like, a madman or a great saint or whatever. Anyway, the legends are never clear. Like, okay, but yep. what the fuck happened? What happened? We don't know. It doesn't matter. Apparently it didn't die. Uh, and we know it doesn't die because it shows up in the, in the post story stuff. I think they end up resettling it with Yuzhan Vong people at one point. Mm. Um, so what else happened? Why? I'm glad you asked. Tarkin managed to spin his dumb failure into a success and get accolades for it. He immediately is like, we don't need those dumb little tiny ships. I have a brilliant idea that I definitely didn't steal from Wraith Sinar for the Death Star. Yeah, he shows up and is just like, here's a plan that I made. I designed it because everyone knows that I know how to design things like this. And it was all me. And Sinar is like, that is fine. You can do that because I do not have any faith in this. I assume you will get your dumb fool ass blown the fuck up in that thing. Yeah, he, he basically has a moment where he's like, I don't trust giant constructs anymore. I don't want to be part of that. I want to build smaller stuff. And I have a bad... He, this is where we put in the bad feeling about this line, is in the coda. Sinar has a bad feeling about the prospects of such an edifice. Yeah. 
Uh, Charles Quinn, of course, goes on to become a fucking pirate as soon as the Empire takes control and mm-hmm. they don't like non-humans anymore. And he just, you know, only attacks Imperial vessels and uses that to feed his little feeder guys so that he can get fed by them. Yeah, yeah, he just becomes a, a dashing space criminal who only works against... He's basically like a rebel before the rebellion. And we get... Thracia Cholim. Thracia Cholim a couple months after counseling uh, Anakin, just leaves the order, just pieces the fuck out. Not even, like, goes somewhere else, but just quits the Jedi Order. Yeah. Now, it doesn't say anything else about that, so there's a couple things I'm wondering about what that might be. Yeah. One is that she may have gotten a contact from Vergeer and gone, gone to go meet Vergeer and, and catch up, because I think there's that Thracia does show up again in some other book somewhere. Maybe. But I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't know. Um, but also, I think it, there's a solid chance that in her doing the trial reading of Anakin, she may have seen some shit. Yeah. Like no, some the, real The reading shit. I got was like, oh, I spent a couple months getting into the mind of young Darth Vader and then went, I'm good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's more than that because she goes into Darth Vader's mind and then gives him a passing grade. She's not like, we got to drum this kid out of the order immediately and make sure he never uses any force powers again. Holy shit, no one else go in there. Yeah. No, instead she's like, oh, this is the most horrible thing I've ever seen, but also is necessary. And I can't tell anyone that because if I do, they'll probably just murder this kid. Mm -hmm. So I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and uh, run away from Order 66. I mean, there's no way to know. Uh, unless there's more Greg Bear interviews out there somewhere, or we just get the backstory for Thracia. Thracia. But it, to me, it reads exactly like that, that she's just like, hey, I've been rooting around in young Anakin's head, and I decided to pass him because he's the chosen one, and I have to live with that because going into his head for even a second, it's nothing in there but flashes of Vader helmets and I was red lightsabers. mad to the end of my days. Yeah. So we don't know. But I do appreciate another person just walking away from the Order because... There's not enough of that to really give people the impression of how it works. You can just leave whenever you want. You don't have to be a Jedi. Yeah, if it sucks, hit the bricks. Yeah, like that. Ahsoka quit. She just was like, fuck this, I'm out. And Dooku quit. Dooku uh, basically was like, yeah, I'm just going to be a noble instead. Fuck this. Yeah. I've never really agreed with most of you on anything, and I don't want to be part of it. And then, yeah, eventually he falls to the dark side and becomes Gen- or Darth Tyrannus or whatever. But originally he was just like, you know what? I have never gotten along with any of you. Fuck all you assholes. Good day. Yeah. And. The fact that Jedi have nothing in place to be like, oh, we should probably keep an eye on you or do something about that. They're like, no, it's fine. You have ridiculous magic powers on your way. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure to keep your murder weapon. (laughs) Can't can't stop them from making them. We've established they're super easy to make. You just have to go on a fun adventure to find a magic crystal. Or, you know, put one in your Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, make your Easy Bake Oven and just, just cook up a crystal and then stick it in a little cylinder. Uh, I'm pretty sure at least one of the books has described someone making a lightsaber out of the handle of a motorcycle. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Cornhorn. Cornhorn just took the fucking handlebars off a speeder bike and made a lightsaber out of that. You can make them from whatever. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah. So so anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much where the book ends is this sort of, hey, uh, we forgot to wrap a lot of this up. Here you go. Two pages. There you go, bro. Bye. Yeah. God, I know I harp on it so much, but Jesus the, the pace. The pace of these books where they're like, hey, we're going to have one action scene at the start and then drag our ass for like 200 pages. Like a dog with worms. And then at the very end go, oh yeah, and then stuff happened. And it's so bad that they had to go, 
Oh yeah, I guess we do need to wrap things up. Uh, here's a two-page coda so that we can at least answer some questions. And you're like, come on, man. Yeah, like I don't know how I would have rewritten this, but obviously that that I don't mind the ending being where it is. The whole Thracia goes to be like, hey, you got to be honest with me. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the only thing that really needed to be in that coda was, and then Thracia two months later quit the order and never, no one ever heard from her again. Yeah. That's that's a good thing to have as a coda. But the Tarkin and Sinar stuff, that should have been in the book. Yeah. That, I mean, the the scene of Tarkin being like, I'm going to present this as my idea. And from Sinar's point of view, being like, oh yeah, Tarkin took my designs and is telling everyone that it's his. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because honestly, I just want some more Sinar. I just want Caddy Sinar at the very end to just be like, well, he'll get his... Mm, Fuck them. Mm, yeah. I mean, my problem with that is just that I feel like Sinar now gets added to the pile of people who are the designers of the Death Star. Yeah. There are so many. It's fine. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's where we're out. Uh, that's so it. That's it. That's the fucking book. Now, of course, next week we will be doing the wrap up for this. If you have any questions or anything you want us to discuss about the book, go ahead and... You can go to our Discord mm-hmm. and go to the Expounded Universe channel. Please do. Uh, use the hashtag Rogue Planet. Just all one word, just mm-hmm. Rogue Planet. Mm-hmm. Only capitalize the L. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. We have to do that or we won't answer your question. And if you aren't on our Discord but still want to ask us something, you can always go on Twitter and just tweet at us with uh, Rogue Planet question. Yep. Uh, so we have a little Q&A session as part of our wrap-up where we discuss our feelings about the book overall, discuss what we're going to do next, and generally do a sort of Q&A, which is always a lot of fun. Yeah. And the questions can just be about Star Wars. We like it if they're about the book, but if you have Star Wars stuff you want us to look into or whatever, feel free to use it for that. Yeah. Just use the hashtag Rogue Planet because that's how we're going to find and organize the questions. Exactly. And after that, we're going to take a week off. As we always do. But we will announce the book, the next book, when we do the uh, the wrap-up episode, as we always do. Uh-huh. Which also reminds me, I have like a week to figure that out. <laughs> Great. So, uh, hey, uh, if you want more Star Wars content, though, and you just can't wait, and you're ready to spend about $4 on it, well, have I got a great deal for you. Give me $4. <laughs> just give me $4. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash systemastery. Support us at the $4, almost all the bonus content tier. And you will receive Star Wars bonus content where John and I go to Wikipedia. We weird, look up weird shit about Star Wars that just seems like a never-ending resource pool. Uh, so much weird shit. Yeah, to tell each other, to tell to you. It's a fun, good time of a show. And of course, by doing so, you also unlock the System Mastery bonus content. And not to mention, this is episode 266 of this and episode 264 of, of System Mastery right now. So you will get hundreds of archived episodes you will be set for years of content listening that's right what a good deal there's so much stuff and of course it helps the show it lets us keep doing what we're doing lets us keep the lights on and it lets us do stupid things Mm -hmm. and that's all that matters to me yep our disaster tourism shit i just need to go to another margaritaville (laughs) Yeah, we'll probably discuss that in an afterthought episode in the future that we 
We went to New York Comic Con, but didn't really care about going to New York Comic Con and lived entirely for the moment where we could drag as many people as possible to the Times Square Margaritaville for dinner. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm going to go to a city that is known for having amazing food, and I'm going to go to a Margaritaville in Times Square Mm -hmm. because I have irony poisoning. (laughs) And also, you now have a collectible blender mug. I have a, I have a blender mug. I have a wonderful picture of me hanging out with Shane from, uh, from Co-op Mood and uh, Total Party Total Thrill. Total Party Thrill. Thank you. Yeah, and Lynn Codega's shoulder. Uh, yeah, Lynn Co- <laughs> Lynn, uh, noted journalist from io9, Lynn Codega's shoulder, because they were trying to duck out of the picture. <laughs> they don't listen to this, right? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> And if they do, I don't know, write an article about me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cover us cover yeah. us on your show already. Write an article already. about it. Yeah. We already we have our, our, our uh, blackmail material in the, at the ready. <laughs> also, you have to help us heist the plates. <laughs> Get me the plates. So, uh, you know, go help us out. Support us at patreon.com slash system mastery. We also have a book that just came out if you're looking to spend more money on us. We are our Dungeon Meister Goblin Quest coloring book is now in stores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you happen to shop for books. That's the Dungeon Meister Goblin Quest coloring book. Uh, a ton of really nice detailed illustrations showing a cool adventure that you can also run your players through yourself thanks to some notes at the start of each of the chapters, along with some fun random tables to really crank it up to weird. Yep, and I love cranking it up weird. And I'm terrible at it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. I've been Elan Begano. That can't be right. 